Welcome back to another episode of Caps Off by the Game Day. Yeah, it's fantasy look ahead day. Fantasy, I'm going to trade this player away. Fantasy, I'm going to buy low today. But fantasy, Frank Amarante day. Exactly. We have a very special guest on this Fantasy Thursday episode today. A man who is north of our border. Correct. A man that is way too friendly compared to Americans, and most importantly, a man who in back-to-back weeks on Fantasy Pros was the second most accurate ranker amongst every fantasy industry expert. And then, this past week, placed in the top 15 again, ladies and gentlemen, Frank Amarante is on the show, baby! Let's go, man. What's up, what's up? I'm fired up to be on the show. Beautiful singing, great introduction to have me on. And, uh, you know, every Thursday I'm hyped because start of a new NFL week. Let's get right into it. Let's go, Frank. Hey, Frank, first of all, congratulations, man. That is a crazy accomplishment to be considered one of the most accurate rankers amongst every fantasy expert. Explain to people that are listening and watching, for those that don't really understand it, what that really means. So what it is is Fantasy Pros, uh, 200 plus content creators who release fantasy football rankings mm. every every week. They they put them to Fantasy Pros and then they uh, get ranked according to how accurate they are each week. And the last uh, three three out of the last four weeks, I've been in the top 15. As you mentioned, I've been red hot. <sighs> got to keep it rolling. You know, we got to do it for I got I do it for caps off. You know, we got to go. for the boys. <laughs> Oh, I like dude, it. I actually love to hear. So every listener out there, stop looking at every other fantasy expert because they're not experts. Exactly. There's only one expert. It's There's only one Rante. expert has been in the top 15 three weeks in a row. Come on, stop playing with this man. Come on, Frank, let's go. Dude, I'm hyped. I'm, I'm hyped. It's crazy. We got the man, the myth, the legend right here with us, dude. Hemi Neutron. Uh, him. Uh, Amarante. Him and Marante. Hemi and Marante. <laughs> here we go. Oh, man. But yeah, today, obviously, on Thursday's episode, we like to do things a little differently than uh, most fantasy episodes yep. um, across the industry, where with this one, we really focus on players to trade away, players to trade for. Obviously, I think right now, heading into week seven, so many people have trade questions. What do you do with Bijan Robinson? What do you do with my guy, Calvin Ridley? So instead of us having to be the people that really answer them and see some guys that we should target, Frank, we wanted to hand it to you guys. So we are to you. So we'll be doing uh, players to trade away, players to trade for. Uh, we'll talk about some plays of the week, some people you love. Obviously, we touched on you having, you know, some crazy accuracy when it comes to expert rankings. So we want to hear some of the guys that you feel are standouts that are going to really have a massive week. Um, and then we'll answer some questions. Anyone that has trade questions down below, uh, submit them on YouTube, submit them on Twitter, submit them on TikTok, and we'll make sure to answer them all together. Before we jump into it, I, I have a question for you, Frank, as an industry expert, as someone that has been able to, um, you know, make a name for himself in the fantasy, uh, industry. And I want you to answer this as well. If someone is in a keeper league and they pick someone off the waiver wire, what and they want to keep him, right? So let's say Puka Nakua. Where should that uh, round be taken away from? So, like, what, what is Ooh. the ideal round to be taken away in a keeper league for someone that was taken off the waiver wire? I think just because they weren't drafted, I think at least they got to be the last round pick for me. That's, so let's mm. say you have 18 rounds in your draft. Just make him keep, be able to keep him 18th because, he, hey, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't drafted in that sense like Puka Nakua. So I feel like that's a fair way to take. I know it's... It's huge if you're able to to hit a on a player like that who just comes off the wire and explodes. But 
I think that would be the best. Now, if it was a player who's drafted, say, in the seventh round and then dropped and then you pick them up and you want to keep them, maybe it's a different story and you right. go by what he was originally drafted by, like, let's say, the seventh round. Let's say Devon Achan, 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 whatever, your boy. Uh, let's say he was drafted in the eighth round, first couple weeks, healthy scratch. Someone dropped him. You picked him up. He went off. You kept them. Maybe you, in that case, you make it eighth round. I would say. I agree with that. I mean, it's actually totally. the exact guy, argument that's being had in a in a group right now for this keeper is literally oh, yeah, I that, have Achan, okay, and someone else has Puka, and everyone is arguing over keeper. And to me, what I'm trying to explain is that you could cap out a keeper at like the tenth round. I get because if you hit on Puka, you shouldn't be taking away a sixteenth round pick or something. Like there should be some re like. I disagree. You think you'd, it should be way further? You think it should be like the last round in the yeah, draft? Yeah, absolutely. Because that's he wasn't drafted in the tenth round. Like even if you want to do that, I get that. Like, but I think it's what Frank says. Now I think that the interesting. Yeah, what's the counter to that? Well, I just think the interesting part is like, yeah, what if someone does draft him? I'm not saying the eighth round, and then he gets dropped, and you pick him up there. I think that's a good clause. I mean, look, that's I, a good call. Yeah, I, I defer to to the the man of the hour right now. I think that's <laughs> kind of the move. So then, my I do last, get what you're saying, though. Yeah, my last like, question to you, Frank, though, would then be: Is it fair to make a waiver wire pickup? be a sixth round at the same as like A-Chan being a sixth round or Jonathan Taylor went in the sixth round or other guys like Ayuk went in the sixth round. Like should a waiver wire be as high as a sixth round because it's Puka Nakua or if you want to keep it, you know, if you want to keep a Puka Nakua, I think you should lose a later round. Like there should be a perk. You should, you should be, you should have an advantage for picking up a guy on the waiver wire and being Agreed. the person of all the people that you are going to end up keeping. So I said it caps out at 10, anywhere from eight to 10. But I don't think it should be a six round for a waiver wire and a six round for a Jonathan Taylor, right? right. Where if because he dropped is what yeah, I'm trying to that's say. What's true. your thoughts? Uh, maybe before the year starts, you come up with like a limit, like the waiver wire player, no matter where he was drafted, he you could only keep him as a tenth rounder. Let's say, I, I think that would be like a fair compromise. Yeah, uh, but that's fair. That's you're fair. a good. That's a good point. What you made in Jonathan Taylor, he fell far because you know he was injured early in the year. Yep. So like. I get what you're saying, but definitely if you got to keep Puka Nakua, you're you're uh, you're laughing right now. Exactly. You should be it. You should be. Yeah. You should have an advantage for totally. doing that. 100%. Um. All right. Let's jump into players to trade away. Obviously, Frank, we threw it to you. Um. Who are some major players you're looking to trade away in fantasy right now? All right. Right now, I want to trade away Justin Herbert. Mm. We'll start with quarterbacks. Uh, he's averaging 21.4 fantasy points per game, which is fourth most mm. among quarterbacks. But if we look at what he's done without Mike Williams, since Williams tore, uh, was out for the season, four touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, his fantasy output during this stretch is skewed by the game where he rushed for two touchdowns. Like, that's an mm. outlier. Justin Herbert's not going to be rushing for that for touchdowns that often. So what's wrong with this Chargers offense is they don't really have, like, a downfield threat right now. Thanks. So I think you could use the fact that, you know, Herbert's, you know, QB4 in points per game and try to flip them maybe for a quarterback ranked a little lower, and then you could get another piece that could help your team elsewhere. I like that. I'll, what I will say about this, the downfield threat, I, I totally agree, but it's because they have Simi Fajoko on the practice mm. squad, and they haven't brought I him mean, to the active roster yet. There's so many points <laughs> that you, can be made, but none as good as that one. Dude, if you want a deep threat, look, if, if they activate Simi Fajoko, he's, gonna become, he's probably yeah. the next Randy Moss. In that case, I'm not trading away Justin Herbert, but in every other, if that doesn't happen, which I feel like it's likely to not happen because the Chargers don't have a great coaching staff, yes. they, they don't know how to analyze, you know, talent, then I think uh, I totally agree with And Frank. in that case, you would then want to make sure that you're probably taking away a 10th round because you would want to keep 
Sima Fajoko in that offense, right? Absolutely. So, like, I think we, totally. I'm glad we got that squared away. I mean, yeah, I think I agree, right? Like, Justin Herbert uh, still has that really high name value out of the quarterbacks. If totally. you could upgrade and get maybe, I don't want to say like a Mahomes, but if you could upgrade to those top four quarterbacks and Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, or Lamar Jackson, I think naturally you would. But what would you have to give to get, you know, one of those guys if you were throwing in Justin Herbert? So, if you, if you went... If you wanted to go up and try to upgrade on Herbert with a bigger name, you'd probably have to give up, you know, let's say you did like Justin Herbert and Tajay Spears because everyone thinks Derrick Henry is going to mm. be traded yep. and Spears could be like that nice handcuff that down the stretch really makes an impact for your team. Maybe him, you could throw him in as a sweetener to try to get, you know, maybe Lamar Jackson, although it's bad timing with yep. him just popping off against the Lions last week. So you might want to wait that one out a week or two just because you don't want to trade for try to trade for Lamar right after that big game. But I think someone like that, like that appealing, uh, you know, secondary piece on, on a team, even throwing in a three for one, if in, in addition to Spears, maybe you could put in like a Josh Downs who just had a big game against the Browns and he's a rookie and a lot of people are excited about him. Yeah, there's a, a ton of questions on TikTok right now specifically. I want to make sure that everyone knows that we will be getting to questions. As a result, I want to get to one of them uh, who just said, uh, who's a Dane on TikTok? Like, who's a realistic wide receiver trade target for Devontae Smith and Kyron Williams as a package? I'm curious to know your thoughts. But before you do jump into it, Frank, I want people to know that keep submitting your questions. We see all the questions. We're going to get to every single one of them. Again, this episode is to help you guys out, players to trade away, players to trade for. So we have four guys to play uh, in players to trade away, four guys to players to trade for, and then we'll jump into all the questions. But, Frank, who is a realistic uh, wide receiver trade target when you, you know, compile Devontae Smith and Kyron Williams? Who would you think? I think the first reaction to this question is, you know, it's not the right time to be trading Devonta Smith mm. or Kyron Williams because Smith has been really disappointing these last few weeks. It's been down game, like four down games in a row. So, you know, your league mate isn't going to be that excited to trade for Smith. And plus, Kyron Williams is out till at least week 12. So you're trading them at when their value is, is at a low. Yeah. I wouldn't I would first suggest not to do it. And, you know, if you have to be realistic and you want to trade away, like, you know, you're not going to be getting, say, uh, Stefan Diggs for that because whoever has Diggs is going to be like, you know, Diggs is balling out every week. He's been highly consistent. Smith has been disappointing. Kyron mm. Williams is injured. So, honestly, I would say don't even do that right now. That's my best answer. I love that answer. Yeah. Uh, we, I'm, I'm the biggest Devontae Smith guy in the world, and I haven't. I'm holding on to him because – You have to. You, have you, to. you just have to, and you know what he can – what he can do. And the fact that AJ Brown has been on a crazy tear recently, like that's not going to continue. Devontae's going to go up. You have to wait for that stuff to really start happening for him to totally. start getting back on his you no know, real like wide receiver two numbers to actually, uh, to actually consider, you know, trading him. But right now you're not going to get the value you deserve. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, look, um, moving into another player, I think this is a really big one to talk about uh, a player to trade away in fantasy at this moment. You put Adam Thielen down there. Why are you trading away Adam Thielen? For me, Adam Thielen, you know, he's been probably the biggest surprise of the season, really. Like, yep. it looked like he was severely on the decline last year. We didn't know how much he had left. It's a bad offense. But here he is averaging 17 fantasy points per game. He's wide receiver six, which is just crazy. Yep. You look at his on-pace stats, 139 catches, over 1,400 yards. That's what he's basically on pace for. That is nuts. And his that that would shatter his career highs, which were like, 
five years ago yep. where he had 113 catches over 1300 yards my point being he's on the wrong side of 30 you got to think he will slow down mm. and you could try to you know in negotiation say look look he's top six right now I'm gonna trade him to you he's he's been as consistent as it gets now I think why his production will decrease as the season goes along in addition to you know he's over 30 I don't know how much he, I mean he's showing that he's doing great but like how sustainable is it but my other reason is the Panthers are winless right now and it's not like they have incentive to lose to get that first overall pick they don't have their first rounder yeah, they traded so. it for Bryce Young they got to try to win football games and I think what they need to do is just start being really run heavy and get Bryce Young a little more comfortable in better more favorable situations you know second third and short you know really have that ugly high run heavy offense I think is their best path to wins so I think coming out of their bye we're going to see that with Chuba Hubbard and with Miles Sanders if he's healthy which would hurt Thielen because there's less pass attempts Mm. so that's what I see uh happening in Carolina I think that's a great point because we talk about teams like let's say a player is playing bad or, or a player isn't living up to the hype right and the team is losing and it's a guy like cd lamb who we've talked about a lot like if that team is losing they're gonna have to change some things and one yep. of the, those things is targeting their best player cd exactly. lamb is naturally gonna go up as the team goes up that's a perfect situation as well to talk about carolina like they've been losing and this guy's been playing mm-hmm. well so s- things have to change especially considering there's no they don't have an incentive to take they're, yep. they don't have their pick so if they, things are gonna have to change in Thielen's balling out as he has been like naturally it's gonna regress also and keep in mind frank Reich just relinquished play calling they're gonna have uh, their oc is uh, now running is calling plays for them so i agree with you i think things are gonna change i just traded adam thielen in one of my leagues i was ended i ended up getting Bijan robinson which i'm happy with ooh, obviously see, so, that's perfect obviously there were it was a three for two but um those were like the main oh. components but yeah i think adam thielen's a, a really good sell high right now nice. uh two last guys you talked about raheem mostert and dalton schultz um talk about those guys so Raheem Mostert right now in points per game he's second among running backs over 19 Mm. you know he's already he's already uh set a career high in in touchdowns I believe he's he's over 30 I know he's your dolphin and I love you know me I love the dolphins but you got to try to see what you can get for him I know people will be hesitant because they already know like he's faced injury issues in the past he's he's not young yeah uh, they got Jeff Wilson, Devon Chan coming back. But see what you can get. Maybe you can flip him for another running back who's younger and hasn't really lived up to the hype. Maybe you can get a Josh Jacobs for Mostert. It's possible you could try that out. Uh, one concern, Mostert popped up on the injury report, report with an ankle issue. Hopefully he's all right. But I'm looking to try to see what I could get for Mostert. Yeah, you mentioned Josh Jacobs. I, I get the appeal. I do, um, and yeah. I've tried trading Mostert in a lot of these leagues. I think you hit it on the head, though. Everyone knows kind of what the deal sure. is with the Dolphins. So naturally, what you're trying to sell him for, it, it's not. I don't think it's going to happen. I also think like you want every piece of a good offense, and with Mostert, I think his floor will always be an RB2. Now, where on that spectrum, who knows? But even with A-Chan or Jeff Wilson, I think he will always have value because they paid him money, and that's Mike McDaniel's guy. So... I get the sell high, and if you can, awesome, but I just don't think you're going to get the return in terms of selling high. I think you'd just be selling him because everyone knows the thoughts on him. What do you think of Mostert? I mean, I think it's that. you. We have a lot of years to go back on and look at his history, and obviously the injuries, as Frank mentioned. Uh, it, he's just – he's been good when he's good, but 
he's never been able to sustain that long term. Totally. So you're just waiting on the fall off. And I think anyone that's going to be trading for him is waiting for the fall off. And I actually traded for Mostert. Was it last week? I think yeah. it was last week. Yeah, I traded for Mostert last week, and it was and it's in the dynasty league. But I'm thinking like win now, right? Uh, it was also like a two for one. I needed a quarterback, so it wasn't just for Mostert. But I think with that is like yeah, it, if look if you have like kind of like a rookie uh, fantasy player in your in your league who <laughs> doesn't know Mostert's history, and they're just gonna go look at RB two numbers and or not RB two like RB two overall numbers, then yeah, maybe that's that's who you can get away with, but not someone who's been you know, been watching Mostert since he's been on the Niners and like all these years. Quickly, you touched, uh, we said Dalton Schultz. We mentioned in why Dalton Schultz before we move into some questions and trade uh, four players. Dalton Schultz, it's really just because like the last three weeks he's been like tight in three in fantasy points per game. And a lot of that is due to touchdowns. And I just feel like I'd rather flip him for someone who I'll talk about in trade four, but I could briefly mm. mention Evan Ingram, who I just feel is more mm. talented, who's had a couple duds the last couple weeks. And uh, like I'll get into him more. Like, he's got a good target share, Evan Ingram, compared to Dalton Schultz. So this is like a minor one. Like, you, I mean, not everyone's going to be hyped up to be trading for Dalton Schultz. It'll be hard to yeah. try to trade. It's always hard to sell high on tight ends. But if I have to pick one, this would be who I'd roll with to try to trade. I agree. Damn, bro. Um, I, have, I have both those guys. I got – it's Dynasty League, right? So it's like a deep roster, deep, deep uh, bench. And, yeah, I'm trying to get rid of one of my damn tight ends, man. I'm going to just tell you my predicament real quick. I have Dallas Goddard, uh, Evan Ingram, Dalton Schultz. And another Dalton. Dalton Kincaid. Yep. <laughs> and it's like none of those guys are – I can't drop any of them. And You're so, also in Dynasty, so it's a little it's tougher Dynasty, than that. Dynasty, so I need the yeah, – right. I, I, I got, the depth is good, but like – I'm like, man, I'm trying to get rid of one of these guys. I can't drop them. Nobody's really crazy about trading for tight ends. It's 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 it's, it's weird. It's a fantasy, hard time. fantasy in general, we've said it for, for seven weeks now. Like it's just been in a weird spot where coming out of week one, okay, you're like, it's just been one week, people will kind of bounce back. And then players like Kyron Williams jumps up the board, and then Bijan's yeah, had some good crazy. weeks, but you expected Bijan to be amazing. Saquon isn't as great, and then I think gets hurt in week three or something. Like the fantasy landscape in 2023 it's just weird it's very interesting Wild. um speaking of a guy that was really high on draft boards there was a question on tiktok that i want to ask you before we jump into players um to trade for tyler said what should we do with jameer gibbs what are your thoughts frank on what to do with jameer gibbs well jameer gibbs showed us last week why we were so hyped up to draft him and it's just because it's checked down there's some games when the lions are playing from behind that'll be checked down city golf peppering him with targets now you got to just hold them because David Montgomery is likely out for another week. You just want to ride that wave of it's likely another strong game from Gibbs mm. against a vulnerable, you know, Raiders defense. So I would wait, fire him up for this week. Hopefully he does well again. I think he will. Then maybe you could try to see what you could get for him. But even if you don't, maybe Dan Campbell will see that Gibbs, you know, he he's done well when carrying the load and maybe it won't be. Uh, such a gap in usage between Montgomery and Gibbs when Montgomery comes back. You know, maybe Gibbs's role will grow as the season goes along. So honestly, just hold Jameer Gibbs. I hope, yeah, I hope it's a sign of things to come. That's how I feel about it with like a rookie who you're still integrating into the offense as weeks go by. Mm. When you start to see more usage and and just a better performance overall, whether it's fantasy or just like overall, you think that's going to start 
you know, this isn't a blip in the radar because this is a guy that they want to start integrating more into the offense. He was a top, what was he, like the 12th, 12th pick? Yeah. They they need to, right? It's just, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I know your whole Bijan, you were crying about Bijan yesterday, and like, he was, t- he, was t- he was like the eighth pick, and they're not using him the way we probably well, thought. But I, I just think this is a sign of things to come. And if you can't trade him, even after so- a couple good weeks, keep him, bro. He's going he's gonna to be valuable for you. I, yes, would be my answer. But my issue with Jameer Gibbs and just the Lions is like, they pay David Montgomery. It's clear they love David Montgomery. We saw with DeAndre Swift. They drafted him pretty damn high. I think it was like the 32nd pick. He was late first, yeah. early second. And yet still, no matter what, like, no usage. Right? That's a big difference. So thirty second and, and twelve. I, I, I'm is with you. I'm difference. with you. But they haven't shown any signs that he is going to have all the keys. I think if David Montgomery was healthy today, he would still be you know second fiddle to David Montgomery. So to the Jameer Gibbs point, I'd see what you can get for him. I said that right. I think on yeah, Tuesday's yeah, yeah. episode. See what you can get for him. I think he's going to have another great game this week. But I'm not holding out saying that this type of performance is indicative of the person you'll probably get. For the rest of the season. That's just kind of where I stand on on it. I want to move into players to trade for before we get into questions. Um, You obviously mentioned Evan Ingram, so we'll skip him. But three big guys that you have on your list are Jonathan Taylor, Marquise Brown, and Dak Prescott. Uh, Could you talk about a a little bit about those guys? Sure. So Jonathan Taylor, it's really just because they continue to split with Zach Moss. And I think that, as we all expect, will, will change as the year goes along. We saw JT have his biggest game of the season last week over 19 fantasy points. So perhaps since he hasn't really gotten rolling yet, you can get him at somewhat of a discount. Maybe you can throw in, I mentioned Raheem Mostert, maybe you could combine Raheem Mostert and Adam Thielen and try to get Jonathan Taylor Oof. and a receiver who's, uh, you know, disappointed. Uh, I think that could be a package you could look at. You know, with Gardner Minshew, he'll check it down more to his running backs more than Anthony Richardson would have. Mm. So that bodes well for Taylor as well. So that's one guy I'd be looking to trade for, for sure. Uh, you want me to go to the next? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. And then it's for Felipe. It's Dak Prescott. You know, <laughs> right before the bye, he was first um, QB1 for the week. He did well against the Chargers. Now, granted, that's a good matchup. But what we've seen from Dak is not really what he's done in the past in terms of fantasy. Like right now, he's QB21. But every year, he's basically been in the top 12. And if you look at his schedule... In the fantasy playoffs, he's got the Dolphins, who are 27th against Chill quarterbacks, out. and the Lions, who are 26th against quarterbacks. So I think, you know, he's going he's gonna to do well as the season goes along, especially when you need him most during the fantasy playoffs. And to wrap it up, uh, the other one that I said, Marquise Brown. It's really that, you know, with, with Josh Dobbs, he did decent. Wide receiver, 28 in points per game. He's got a 27% target share, which is 15th most, 16th most, actually against uh, of, of receivers. Mm. And now Kyler Murray is coming back yeah. probably by week 10. So it doesn't look like Brown's going to be traded. You know, they got that built-in rapport from their brief uh, stint last year playing together uh, when there was no Hopkins. So I think Brown's value will increase uh, when Brown um, when Kyler comes back. Mm. And Kyler and, and, and Hollywood in uh, Oklahoma, oh, you, too. Yeah. So they got it. They definitely have a rapport. I think even like every offseason, they would they would train together, too. So that's something to keep in mind. But Frank, I got to ask you, man, because you bring up the good matchups coming up for Dak. But God, not man. even coming up in the playoffs, like late in the season. Right. It, but here's but here's the thing, man. It's like McCarthy it seems like he's setting him up for failure. Like it's. We've seen Dak air it out, and we've seen him in the past few years do his thing. Like he's a, he, like you said, top twelve fantasy guy. Usually, uh, he 
there was that season before he broke his leg. He was on pace for like crazy numbers, right? Like 6,000 plus yards or whatever it was. And so he has that ability, but I almost feel like he's just held back by what this this offense is doing, the play calling. Uh, it, it doesn't make sense. We've complained about it many times. Like, why aren't you targeting CD in, as much as you should? So I, that those are my questions with, with, uh, with Dak in particular. But you think... Specifically with matchups, and you brought up a good point. You know, he he did well against the Chargers. You think those matchups are, are going to kind of like outweigh what McCarthy is doing in terms of holding them back? Yeah, I definitely get your, hear your concerns about McCarthy. You know, that was why I was a little concerned about Dak coming into the season. Mm-hmm. But what it really is, is if you look at his overall fantasy production, Dak, like, I think he's like ranked, you know, in the in like the 20s in quarterbacks yeah. and points per game, which is because a lot of it was those two Cowboys wins when they scored like a million defensive touchdowns and they didn't have to pass at all. So really, just to clarify, what I mean is not that Dak is going to just pop off the rest of the year. It's just that he'll do a lot better than what he's done so far in fantasy. So I don't think necessarily he's going to be like a career year, but he'll be like, you know, a a, stable low uh, 8 to to 12 ranked quarterback for the rest of the year. But uh, yeah, definitely hear your concerns about McCarthy. Yeah. That's fair for me. And as a Cowboy fan, non fan non fantasy related, I, I need I need well, I us to start picking up. Also, like we brought up. up we bring up this point every single time. When an offense isn't performing that well and a player's not performing that well, naturally something's gonna change. I think the Cowboys offense fits that bill. I do think the Cowboys offense if they look, if the Cowboys do have aspirations of making it to the Super Bowl, things are gonna it. need to change. Yeah. And I think Dak would be a beneficiary of that. Let's move into some questions. So as a reminder, we're going to answer some uh, trade questions that you have. So make sure to submit them below. We'll put them on screen as well. Um, so keep submitting those. I saw one question. Common Cold on TikTok said, would Derrick Henry be a trade target with the possible trade to a contender? What are your thoughts? Yeah, definitely. Because the Titans offense is ugly. You know, if he gets traded, it's to a contender. And it's almost certainly to be a much better offense. So it really seems like that's what's going to happen with how Tennessee already traded Bayard, it looks like they're selling off, and rightfully so. That's what they should do. So definitely go after Derrick Henry. You can't. I can't see any trade where his situation isn't improved. So yeah, I'd be looking to trade for him. Where would you like to see him? If you're a Derrick Henry manager already, and you're you're holding tight, hoping that this improve this situation improves by just like where he goes. Where do you want to see that 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 happen? Honestly, I want to see him with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I know James absolutely. Cook is, you know, he's decent. He's a good pass catcher at the backfield, but I feel like they need that power back to go with him. And that's why they, you know, they've been using, say, a Latavius Murray and a little bit of Damian Harris in prior weeks. They want that big back. I feel like he'd be perfect for them, exactly what they need, especially as the weather gets cold. You just feed the big dog, pound it with Derrick Henry. I think it's a nice fit for the Bills. Mm. And I know they have issues on defense, but I feel like, He'd be a nice uh, addition to that offense. Really gives him another dimension. Yeah, you could probably fill him in at linebacker, you know, on mm. like goal-line situations <laughs> yeah, as well. Of course, yeah. So they need one. Matt Waddle's gone now. <laughs> um, Grayson Wiener on TikTok said, uh, he asked a question, is, is his three for this three a good trade? I'm going to frame it as this. Which side of this trade would you prefer? Bijan Robinson, Trevor Lawrence, and Brian Robinson, or CeeDee Lamb, CJ Stroud, and Devontae Adams? Oh, damn. Okay, so I think I'm going to go with the C.D. Lamb side because you get two wide receiver ones in Lamb and Adams. And, you know, the drop-off from Lawrence to Stroud isn't as much as we would have thought of coming into the year because, 
you know, Lawrence really isn't producing much in fantasy, and Stroud is exceeding expectations. You look at Brian Robinson, I think he's trending downward. Last year, the Commanders, who that's my team, I'm a fan of them, so I know them closely. <laughs> they started using the rookie Chris Rodriguez a little bit. It's mm. kind of ugly there, you know, and uh, Bijan's a stud. We all love Bijan, yep. but Arthur Smith is the worst, really. <laughs> so how can we, like, like this uh, guy drives me nuts. So, drives me nuts. <laughs> like, like you said, Felipe and Adam, um, you got to think Lamb's going to produce more coming out of the bye, especially, you know, the last week he was good as well. I like getting Lamb and Adams here. I, I totally Dude, I agree. agree. Yeah, it's, I think it's easy. We saw CeeDee Lamb's floor for the first, what, five weeks of the season, and people yeah. were like, trade him. He's not getting the same usage. Well, like, listen to what we keep saying. Like, the usage isn't there, so naturally, th- I do think things are going to change. Unless you want CeeDee Lamb to fucking leave your team, doesn't he do for a contract? He's due for an extension this offseason? Uh, nah, he's got... Yeah, because yeah, he, yeah, he was in the Jettis. Yeah, he was in the Jettis here. I will say this, too, with, with the Stroud and Trevor Lawrence situation, like, sometimes you got to detach... The name. Take a step back. Detach the names. Yep. And actually look how they're doing. And Stroud is balling out this year. He's balling out, and, and we didn't expect it. So as Frank said, like, before the season, maybe, like, yeah, they're, they're drastically different in terms of where they are as fantasy quarterbacks. But now they're, they're not. The drop-off isn't that big, and Stroud is going to continue to perform. They got to air it out, and they're playing well. Totally. Uh, Benjamin Murphy on TikTok said, should I trade Saquon Barkley, Jordan Addison, and Mike Evans for Joe Mixon, Chris Olave, and Jettis? He is 3-4. and four. Well, since you're three and four, I wouldn't really want to do this because we don't know exactly when Justin Jefferson's coming back. Mm. You know, you need wins. You got to basically be, what, eight and six to ensure a playoff spot. Even then, you're not for sure. So it's too risky to do that, even though you're getting a stud like Jefferson. Plus, like Joe Mixon, it's he's just not it this year. He's just really inefficient. He gets a lot of volume, but that Bengals offense, and still we until we see Joe Burrow show that he's back to what he's been in the past. It's really hard to trust someone like Mixon. Yeah, I can't make that move at three and four. What do you think? Uh, I got to stop, stop letting Frank go first. I'm just fucking agreeing All with All right, I'll ask you. I'm going to go you first. I'm going to go you first. Um, Callie on TikTok, there's a bunch of numbers. We're not going to go into it. Just said he just traded James Cook and DJ Moore for Devontae Smith. James Cook and DJ Moore for Devontae Smith? Is that a good trade? I probably wouldn't have done that. I would have kept, kept James Cook and DJ Moore. <laughs> I think Devon, I think brighter days are ahead for Devontae, no doubt about it. And it also depends. Like maybe he had a lot of depth. He just he's needs that guy that's gonna step in at receiver and actually gonna pop off. And he thinks that Devontae there's better days for Devontae. I just think that you're trading uh, away too much. Like yeah, even if the Bills do trade for uh, Derek Henry, James Cook is still gonna serve his purpose as uh, kind of that guy who's gonna get like receiving, have his receiving role, and still get his touches. And uh, DJ Moore has actually, you know, he started off the season slow, but been playing well. And the past couple games with uh, with Justin Fields, even I know he's hurt right now, he's going to come back. They Their rapport looked really good. So I think DJ Moore and Devontae Smith are arguably the same. Like, because yeah. you have to factor in the offenses and factor in also their roles. So DJ Moore has been fantastic. I agree. I probably wouldn't have made that trade. I think you agreed, Frank, as well. Yeah, I'll- that's a lot to give up for Smith, who's been um, disappointing. So, I but, want, hey, hopefully he pops off. 100%. I, wanna, I want everyone to chime in on this one because someone, uh, Tyler, also said, um, no, we already went through Tyler. Someone just said it. I saw it on TikTok. Someone was asking about uh, Aaron Jones. So I want to make sure we talk. Mm-hmm. Oh, Benjamin Murphy. Uh, he said thoughts on uh, Aaron Jones. So I want the the whole group to chime mm-hmm. in. What is everyone's thoughts? Because I have mine. I bought him in a league. I'm curious 
to know yours. I'm curious to know yours, Frank. Frank, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on Aaron Jones? You got it. He's been really frustrating because he had these good matchups, and then you don't know if he's going to be fully used, and then he really kills your week with the with the disappointing production. But you know, having said that, because he's not done much, maybe you could get him at a discount. You could try to trade for him. You know, you got to think the Packers uh, start to feed him more because their offense has really struggled. They got to get Aaron Jones and make him the focal point. I would try to trade for him, but damn, he's been really, really killing your teams because, like, say last week, you see him against Denver. He's back. Okay, I'm hyped for him. No, he didn't do much, so it's been it's been a struggle. Bro, I was on every single Packer this past week against Denver. I'm like, they're playing this horrible defense. We were getting <laughs> questions on Sunday about, like, uh, should I start this guy or that guy? A lot of times it was like they had Dobbs in there or Christian Watson. I'm like, it doesn't matter who the Packer is. Start him. If Jordy Nelson came back, you start Jordy Nelson this week. And it didn't bode well for me. But Aaron Jones is another one of those guys that I was high on. And, and I think with Aaron Jones, he's always underrated. Like, even going into the draft, he's, not, he's never drafted at what he's actually truly worth. He's probably going to outproduce where his, you know, his ADP. And it's, so this year, I think it's been particularly frustrating because we haven't seen those highs. And he's dealt with some injuries still. Uh, I think we've seen like one really big week that he's had, but other than that, it's been frustrating. So I would say that, yeah, like, look, if you can, if somebody else has him and you can probably get him low because they're super low on him, then go try to do that. Uh, it's the best you could hope for, probably. Yeah, I mean, I totally, that's such a good take, bro. Dude, thanks, so man. amazing. Uh, there's a comment on YouTube from Zach uh, Rablowski, Rablowski, the big Lebowski. Um, he said he traded away Kenneth Walker for Adam Thielen. His offense, so bear with me. We're going to try and, you can probably see it on the screen, but um, if, you know, Dennis finds it. But Kenneth Walker was sent away. He has Adam Thielen. Uh, his QB is Kirk Cousins. He also has CJ Stroud. His running backs are Travis Etienne and Gus Edwards. He now has Adam Thielen, Mike Evans, Christian Kirk. He has Jonu Smith uh, and the Browns defense. Or sh And then his next question was, or should I have kept Kenneth Walker? I would have kept Kenneth, my man. I, I think. I Did we put it on the screen? Okay, cool. I, I would have kept Kenneth, bro. Like... I, Gus Edwards as your RB two now, like what do we? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I you know I don't think you need a Thielen that bad. Now you didn't say like who's on your bench and stuff like that as far as receivers and and other guys that could that could be a flex or whatever. But uh, just off of that, what you just said, I would have kept Kenneth. Yeah, yeah. Like we said, Thielen. I think the best is of what he's like. It's only going to go down from here, in my opinion. I get why you traded for him. He's just been fed with targets. Yep. But. You know, Kenneth Walker, they're not using Zach Charbonnet nearly as much as people thought coming into the year. It's been the Kenneth Walker show. He's got a lot of red zone work. He's one of the best bets for touchdowns every week at running back. Yeah, I wouldn't have done it, but, you know, I get it. Thielen's been killing it. If I'm wrong and it keeps rolling, yeah, that could work out, especially if it's full PPR. He said he has Debo on IR, so maybe that gives um, a little more context to it. But no, I, I wouldn't have done it. I think Kenneth Walker and Travis Etienne give, give you a higher floor. <laughs> I wouldn't have done that. That makes um, it worse because, like, Debo's going to come back. You're going to be fine at receiver, bro. Like, But it's all good. It's all good. We're going to still figure it out. Here's another trade before we begin wrapping it up. Um, a user with a bunch of names or a number, bunch of letters. Uh, numbers. Letters, not yeah. numbers. Letters. Letters. Numbers. Uh, he said, trade Tyreek for Jettison Amon Ra. User 655-800-128-4618. That's a bunch of letters. 
Well, what's the latest, before we even dive into this, what's the latest news? I don't know if I'm fully up to date on, like, do we have a, a, a timeline on Tyreek's injury right now? No timeline. No timeline. Uh, let me serve as your insider right now of Porpoise Nation. No, it could be bad. It could be good. I have no fucking clue. They said it was his hip, right? He was, uh, he got, he injured it uh, on Sunday night. He was able to go back into the game. So that was an interesting one because we didn't hear about it at all. It might have flared up. He missed practice yesterday. Then Jalen Waddle was asked about him playing on Sunday. He said it's above his pay grade. Tyreek was, or excuse me, Tua was asked about it. Tua said, at some point we'll get Tyreek back, which was worrisome. I don't know what to say about Tyreek. Regardless of the injuries, even if all were healthy, like Tyreek's healthy because Jettis is in this trade, I would still take the Jettis probably Amon Ross side as long as I'm, you know, five and two, six and one type of situation. If I could wait on Jettis, then I would. In the case of Jettis' injury, I think they said he's progressing a lot quicker than they thought. It seems it's going to be just four weeks. I know from the standpoint of hamstrings, it tends to be, usually if it's just a strain, it's four weeks and they're back and they're fine. Uh, same thing happened with Christian Watson. Obviously, we saw Cooper Cup was a little bit different, but a lot of the Twitter doctors say that. So I'm curious, Frank, what are your thoughts? Yeah, definitely make this move. I, I mean, like you said, Justin Jefferson seems to be progressing well. It's a real unknown with Tyree Kill. I think he'll be out a couple weeks, to be honest. Uh, oh, but then you get Amon Ra, who's a wide receiver one as well. So the upside of your team when Jefferson yeah. is back, you could have a real monster. Like you just have Jefferson, Amon Ra, in addition to whatever other players you have. Like that's that's a nice team. So I'd definitely make that move. Yeah, I just don't know if the other guy's going to take that, man. Like <laughs> yeah. it sounds very appealing, <laughs> yeah. but especially with, the injury, yeah. especially with the injury now, like it makes it even harder. But even beforehand, it's – like, yeah, you have to have a winning record, obviously, um, if Tyreek Hill's healthy, uh, because then you can maybe wait a couple weeks while Jettis gets back. But, but yeah, good luck with that. I hope, you, I hope you're able to pull that one through. Here, here, here's a fun one um, that I think we could all just probably answer on three. Weldon on TikTok said, should I trade the Cowboys defense for Cooper Cup? <laughs> yeah, please, bro. Please do everything you can. Please get that done, dude. That's amazing. You, you, you're incredible. Bro, you can trade the Cowboys defense literally for fucking Marquise Brown. You can trade it for Christian Watson, who hasn't performed. I'll take any wide receiver. I'll take any skill position player over the defense. I'd rather stream defenses, especially with the Cowboys not having Trayvon Diggs. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But the fact that he they asked that like shows how crazy the Cowboys D has done. It's pretty nuts like what they did in fantasy earlier That's in the true. year. That's true. That's true. But, and uh, but yeah, definitely trade them for anything you could get. Bro, bro, you got to send them a, a card, a, a thank you gift. Like, do it, like, package it up real nice, please. Because if you can do that, then you're, you're doing something special. All right, here's a good one from Sonny who said um, he actually started with goats. So thank you. Uh, would you trade away Josh Jacobs and Chris Olave for Austin Eckler or Kenneth Walker? Or so Kenneth Walker? You're trading away Josh Jacobs and Chris Olave for one of Austin Eckler or Kenneth Walker. Would you do that? Uh, Frank, what do you think? So I think Eckler will get going, and we know he's an elite RB1, but that is a lot to give up. You know, Josh Jacobs still, even though the offense isn't very good, he gets a lot of usage. And then Chris Olave, I know he's been disappointed, mm. disappointing at times, and that offense is a mess. But the only way I would do this trade is if, you know, I was stacked that receiver and I can handle the loss of Olave. Like, let's say you had Puka Nakua earlier in the year, you picked him up and that really strengthened your receiver group so that it's to a point where you're not really going to be hurt. Like you have a replacement for Olave in your starting lineup that's kind of on par, like say Devonta Smith. And then it's really not, uh, then you had the upgrade from Jacobs to Eckler. So it's not as bad. So 
Unless you're stacked at receiver, I would not do this move. By the way, that guy Weldon who who had that Cowboys defense for cup offer, someone actually offered it to him. He goes, I'm no. accepting that trade right now. Bro. Dude, hey, props to you, bro. <laughs> You're having the best day out of all of us. That is incredible. That's wild. Um, before we begin wrapping up, uh, Frank, obviously we talked at the beginning of the episode about your incredible ranking prowess that you've been having. Obviously, you've been on one. So I'm curious, who are some big guys in Week 7 that's standing out to you that you have on your rankings that might be too low or too high, but that you think is going to have a big week in Week 7? All right, so I picked like players in the mid to lower, like not the elite studs. So let's start off with again. He's the theme of the show, Dak. Uh, mm. Like I said, he was QB overall going into the bye at week six, and this week Dallas at home, they're a different animal in offense. They score a lot of points. Their implied total is twenty six points, which is among the highest among all teams this week. So Dak's in a good spot. It could become a shootout against the Rams. Another player I like, Ramondre Stevenson. He's starting to, you know, pick it up lately. I like that. 13.5 points per game his last two. He's got 11 catches in that span. Mm -hmm. Facing Adams, Dolphins, where they're likely playing from behind. Check down to Stevenson as they try to catch up. I think we could see that for sure. Uh, Michael Pittman, he complained about a lack of targets last week. So you could see them feed him. Uh, keep him happy in uh, a game against the Saints. Mm. And then the other one I like, I think you guys have been hyping him on the show, Trey McBride. Yes. Uh, Let's fucking go. Yo, hold up. You before, know, you, like, before you even get into that, bro, Trey McBride is the other tight end. I got five tight ends. I forgot to even mention oh, Trey shit. McBride. Like, what the fuck am I doing? But I think you got to trade Kincaid there just because he's the flashy toy and he might get you the most. I think that's the I'll move, tell you right now, he is not trading Kincaid. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah, it. I traded up, up in my rookie draft to get oh, Kincaid. But man. no, continue. Continue oh, okay, on McBride because okay. we're, we're pretty, okay, then, we're pretty but, high on McBride too. Yeah, McBride, even before the Ertz injury, you know, his route participation, so the percentage of routes per drop back. So, like, it went from 25% to 48% and then 51%. So, in other words... His role was already growing, and now Zach Ertz is on IR, and Kyler Murray is coming back, you know, by week 10 probably. And, hey, Trey McBride was a touted prospect coming out of the draft. People liked him a lot. Sometimes it takes tight ends a while to get going, and that could be the case with McBride. I think it is. I think he could be a, you know, solid fantasy contributor for the rest of the year. I love that, mm. man. I, sure. I got, we'll end it on one question that I just saw on TikTok that yeah. I do want to answer. B Tiggy Monk said, what do we do with Jamison Williams? Does he have wide receiver one potential? I don't think so at all. If I'm being completely honest, I think he, from a talent perspective, he was incredible in the draft, even though he was an asshole to us at the draft. <laughs> um, oh, we love talking about that. He, yeah. Cause he was a dick compared to Chris Olave. <laughs> and Gary so Wilson we, just for context, yeah, we, we talked to a lot of these guys in the pre-draft process. It was, uh, yeah, right. Like literally like a couple, like the day before the draft or something like that. They were all really cool. Olave was awesome. They were pretty cool, but Jameson Williams was, wasn't very nice to us. Well, I think, look, what you're doing with Jameson Williams, you're waiting for one good week again. And I'm trying to sell him away. I just, there's nothing I want to do. Like the, the Lions need another wide receiver. They were hoping Jamison could be that guy. Maybe it takes another year. Maybe he does yeah. take off. I, if I have to bet on one side, it's that he's not going to be the guy and that he is not even remotely close to wide receiver one potential. What do you think, Frank? Yeah, definitely not this year. Like he hasn't really shown anything yet. Like he's a good, we see the deep, we see flashes of brilliance with his big playability, mm. but maybe down the road, maybe in dynasty as a wide receiver, one potential, but for this year, no, he's a, I think wide receiver three type of player who's a boomer bust, you know, 
maybe at best we could see him be like a Gabe Davis this year. Mm. That's what I would say. Mm. Oh, yeah. I like that comparison. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, hey, Frank, thanks for coming on today, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I gotta I gotta shout out a few things. Uh, let Hopefully. our listeners know. Let's go. You gotta check out our newsletter at the game day. We're Facts. putting up uh, twice a week. We're putting up all kinds of fantasy football content. Uh, it, it's showing you a, a, a my rankings, yeah. our sleepers to target, mm. everything on our wonderful site at mm. thegameday.com. We got a parlay of the week there every Thursday, and uh, for this week, I'm gonna shout it out real quick. Oh, let's go! Titans money line, you know, uh, I know Will Levis is starting, but Mike Vrabel's undefeated as a coach coming off the bye, Ooh. and Desmond Ritter is not someone to trust. <sighs> Combine that with the under and the Jags and Steelers. The Steelers have just been, every week, low-scoring games. Yeah. They, they're really conservative on offense. You know? And the Jags defense has really improved. So shout-out mm. to the parlay of the week there. Ooh. Be sure to subscribe to the newsletter. Uh, check out all our stuff at thegameday.com, including my ranks. And, uh, guys... Hey, I'm very honored to be on the show. It's been a pleasure. Uh, anytime. Yeah, we got to do this yeah, more, bro. You got nice heat. Frank, you brought the heat. so good. Oh, my God. Uh, I love it. I'm putting that parlay in, too, because I haven't hit one all year. But usually I'm doing, like, the 25-leggers. Maybe I'll try to be a little bit more conservative. Yeah, Frank, we might need, like, a 10-leg parlay for you to cook up because we have... Oh, we got to cook up a banger, eh? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, need, I need a different tax bracket type of parlay. Yeah, um, but as a reminder, if you're still tuning in on YouTube or TikTok at 5 o'clock tonight on TikTok, we'll be doing a start-sit. So make sure to save your start-sit questions and, uh, you know, be there for that. Also, tomorrow, our predictions episode comes out. Thanks. So make sure to tune into that. Yes. And then on Sunday... We will be doing our pregame and watch along. We're back in the office, so make sure to tune into that. That will be at 12 o'clock, and then we'll go from 12 o'clock to all the way through 4 o'clock um, for the 1 o'clock slate. So we'll have some parlays. We'll put in Frank's parlay as well. That's right. um, and before we sign off, as we do every fantasy episode, Felipe, words of wisdom. Follow Frank Amaranti on Let's Twitter. Let's go. Wait, Frank, yeah, plug your socials. Plug your socials. Oh, so you can follow me all on social, F-A- Two M's, I-R-A-N-T-E-T-F-J. You know, I'm always putting out content, especially on X, uh, but getting Oof. into TikTok as well. Check it out there. And, uh, you know, you could also ask me lineup questions. Be happy to answer. Hell Let's yeah. Go. Love it. Love it. Thanks for coming on, Frank. Uh, we'll, Thank we'll you. Do, I'm we'll honored, do this again man. next time. Bye, oh, guys. yeah. I love it. All right. We'll see you again. And go, go Dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> Ended on that. Yeah. <laughs> Caps Off Podcast is brought to you by The Game Day, starring Adam Tabachnik, Felipe Fontes, Jack Perotti, and Matan Mann. Check out our socials at Caps Off Pod on Instagram and Caps Off Podcast on TikTok. Subscribe to our YouTube at the link in the description if you want to see more content and watch our videos. Don't forget to go to thegameday.com for all the best sportsbook offers.